Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another show. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with a friend. Uh, if everyone shares it once, we'll double our double our listeners. For all you math people out there. All right. Um, by the way, uh, today is July 14th. Uh, yesterday and the day before was Amazon Prime Day. Big shopping day. If you all did your shopping without a VPN, you really probably left yourself out there. Uh, your, your information swinging in the wind. Uh, I'm sure hackers were looking at the Amazon information as all the transactions were going through. But if you were protected by a B- VPN, particularly private internet access, which you can pick up at uh, drivewaybeerspodcast.com, go ahead and click on that link. We do get a small commission if you do. If you click on it, it helps support the show. Uh, but it would have protected all your credit card information. It encrypts it, uh, so when it goes over to Amazon, nobody can intercept it. Uh, it also protects your address, your name, and also you, what you purchase, purchase. So that way people can't, uh, you, know, you don't get the guy from, uh, from India or Nigeria, you know, trying to say, Oh, well, I see you bought a lug nut. Do you have a new car warranty? <laughs> you know, they're pushing those car warranties heavy right. on the phone. If right I'm now. buying parts for my car, chances are I don't have a warranty. That's very true. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Although maybe they're trying to sell you the new car and the one. Who knows? Who knows what's going on yeah. in Nigeria? Well, no, you but, just have to send them, uh, you know, let them put park a million dollars in your bank account. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets here, when his assets are unfrozen, he'll give you 500000 That's right. Yeah, that's how that's that right. works. I'm, I, I'm still waiting for my 500000 I'm pretty sure there's nothing that can go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% foolproof. Uh, but yeah, get a VPN. Private internet access is what I use. Right now, I, I think they're doing 39 months. And shoot, I want to say it's close to $60 right now. It's, it's, it's like the lowest price I've ever seen from them. Um, so go ahead and grab that. All right. Obviously, economic things are happening. Uh, inflation is up. We're hearing a lot about a recession. Um, but one thing that not too many people are talking about, uh, is that people have been waiting to buy cars because the prices went through the roof. That was part of the inflation. It had something to do with the chip shortage, the shipping, there were a number of factors that went into it, but car prices went way up on new and used cars. Uh, but the used car market looks as though there are some factors that are coming to, going to come into play so that the car prices should come down in the next few months. One of those uh, is wholesale prices are coming down, and the reason being is that more cars are going through the wholesale auctions. Um, and the reason behind that is that bank repossessions are up a lot over the last three months. Um, and it's t- it takes a little while for a bank repo to get to an auction. And the banks aren't very, they're not stupid. So they're not taking all these repos and just flooding the auctions. Because if they do that, the prices go way down real quick. So they're trying to create more of a soft landing. Uh, but the wholesale prices that the dealers are paying are going down on used cars. Um you might have to wait a couple of months to get some of the garbage out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one of the one more factor in this is and what is a larger indication of a recession is it's not the subprime loans uh, that are getting repoed. It's also prime loans. So people that were flush with cash that probably applied for a loan and were using some government assistance on their loan application uh, that no longer are getting that government assistance uh, probably can't make those payments anymore. So they're, basically their, their income was inflated, which allowed them to get a loan in the first place. And now that their income isn't what they said it was uh, on a steady basis, they're not able to make those payments. And one of the first things people don't pay is that car note. Yep. Because you, you can live in a house, you, you know, but, you know, the car the car might have to go. But uh, but it was interesting to hear about that the, the, the car used car prices might go down. So anyone who was kind of waiting for the prices, if they got priced out of the used car market, uh, this, this might be... Uh, a good sign to come in the next couple months. Um, I know for me personally, I, I've been looking for a used car, um, so I might I might get double double bonus points on this because I'm looking for a big thirsty V8 with gas prices high. <laughs> and if the car pri- if the prices on all of this stuff is coming down, I'm I might get a double a double uh, whammy on, on, the, on the price of one of these things. So I might get a nice little deal out of this if I if I wait just a couple, more, like a month or two. Yeah, you, betting on that, people want to get into something more fuel uh, fuel efficient. But right. So I remember when, I guess it was 2008, maybe it was 07, when the fuel price, last time the gas got real high. Yeah. And, you know, people were unloading trucks and Suburbans and stuff like that, and the price came down, but... I mean, I've been looking around too, and I've seen like the price is still pretty, pretty high on those. So maybe the impact hasn't been felt yet, or well, you got you to remember though what they have in their lot now. They purchased last month, the month yeah. before. So you're not you're not seeing it on the on the car lots yet. The yeah. impact of it, because now they're in a rough spot. Because if no one buys the truck on the lot now for the price that they need just to break even Mm -hmm. if they run it through auction they're going to lose money yeah so a lot of them are cutting like this i I go on car gurus and and cars.com and it it tells you when the price has been dropped this last month i'd say was probably the first time in a while i started to see like a lot of price drops like 500 a thousand like not 100 200 yeah 500 a thousand 1500 like some of these dealers are starting to get aggressive because they don't want to get stuck with these cars mm-hmm. especially if they're floor planning them no yeah. when floor planning um there's there's a guy on youtube called chevy dude um he used to work at a chevy store obviously sold corvettes and then he, he left that and started his own car dealership uh called mike's car shop it's out in indiana I don't know if it's any good or not, but the guy does decent YouTube videos as far as lending you inside how the dealership works. A small, private dealership. And uh, he talks about floor planning. And floor planning is essentially what a car dealer um, is allowed to borrow in order to buy cars and put it on his uh, on his floor, what they call the floor. But mm-hmm. it's the, the dealer lot, right? Yeah. But he's got to pay interest on those cars. So... These guys bought these cars, let's say a month or two ago, when the prices are still high. Uh, they're paying interest on it now because, let's say, the month after, someone bought the same car and the price went down. Mm-hmm. So the dealership three miles down the road can sell that same car, let's say, for a thousand or two thousand less. 
because they got it for a thousand or two thousand yeah. less at the, at the wholesale dealership, just, the just by virtue of buying it this month as opposed to last month, right? And that's one. As the, if the car prices drop really, really fast, you're going to get some dealers that are just going to lose their shirt if mm. they don't sell quick. And I yeah. think a lot of them know that right now. If if they're following the trends that are going on, and most of them do, if if they don't offload now, they're going to get stuck two months from now. Yeah. Never mind the fact they're going to pay two, three months worth of interest on that car. But not only that, they might have to sell it for like a three, four thousand dollar loss. And for a small dealership, that's not chump change. Right. Yeah, it's a, 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 like CarMax can absorb that. Of course, yeah. Or AutoNation. Chriswell or any of those those yeah. big guys. But, you know, especially if they're doing new cars as well as the used cars. Right. But if you're just, you know, like one of these corner lots that is, yeah, they, that's going to be, uh, be tough. And then I imagine it would probably be best for them to take the small L now yeah. rather than take the big L and really have to eat uh, eat that sandwich in three months. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, so like the big new car dealership down the road, yeah, they, they ended up buying more used cars during this time period because new cars were scarce, right, because of the chip shortage. But once they sell off most of their inventory, they're already getting new cars back yeah. quicker than they used to. Because the chip, the, the chips have been coming back online, and, and the factories have been coming back online. I believe in like Japan, I think the Toyota de- uh, factories have increased output by t- ten to twenty percent already. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start shipping more stuff here. Um, so I, I, the new car lots are going to tend to, they may not fill up like they were before, but I think the prices on new cars are going to stabilize a little bit. Uh, especially as the used car prices go down, because people, people now, I mean, they were looking at they were looking to order new cars because the used cars are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, if used car prices go back to the, the the gap that they used to have between new cars, well, now you got the the people that were going to buy used are now going to go back to buying used rather than saying, well, look, there's only a three thousand dollar gap. I might as well get the new one. Right. Yeah, that's that's isn't that where you were when you bought your? That's that, exactly what happened. It was a three thousand dollar gap. Yeah. And it was it was a, a two or three year old car, out of warranty, mm-hmm. because it, it had the thirty thousand miles. It, yeah, it basically got it was a lease that got turned in. Yeah, yeah. But once you hit thirty thousand miles on, on most of these manufacturers, your, your warranty's done. Mm-hmm. So it was three. Basically, I just paid three thousand dollars to go thirty thousand less miles and three full years of warranty. Yeah, yeah. In a car sense, that makes sense. Um. But let's say my, let's say that car that that three year old car was now, you know, ten grand less. Now, yeah. Now now, I'm not looking at that new car. I would I would never have gone new. Mm-hmm. So people like me, are out are, would are now out of the new car game and are now looking for the used cars. Yeah. Um. But new car dealerships though, the re- part of the reason why the used car market went up was because the new car dealers didn't have new cars to sell. So they were also buying used cars at the wholesale auction, which was shooting the price up. Because yeah. now you got the used car dealers and the new car dealers all buying the used cars. Now you got more buyers, and and some of these new car dealers they have huge pockets. Oh yeah, now they like a lot of your new car dealerships are like Penske owned, even mm-hmm. though they don't say Penske. 
they're either owned by Penske, they're AutoNation, yep. or, or or I mean, everyone knows CarMax is CarMax. I mean, they don't hide their names. But Browns mm-hmm. is another big one, and some like sometimes you'll see like Brown City Honda, yeah, or Browns Toyota, yeah. But sometimes they don't put Browns on the front, mm-hmm. and so you, you see, don't know who it is. Yeah, you see, uh, what was the other one? Ray Hall. Yeah, Ray Hall is um, another one. Yeah. Um, Asbury Auto Group. Mm-hmm. That I guarantee nobody has ever heard the name Asbury Auto, but they're a huge car dealership. And the only reason why I know is my college roommate works for him, and he, he's like the he was the director of finance for one of their Texas shops, um, and so I, you know just because he worked there, I was like I looked him up. And like back then they were they were small. Mm-hmm. They were basically I think they were based out of Connecticut, but then they started buying up more groups auto groups and they consolidated a lot of yeah. them and that's what i mean that's what penske did uh mile one is another one mm-hmm. um yeah auto nation was one of the ones that kind of started that um yeah then you have your big local ones like here <clears throat> Sheehy is is huge yeah but then i guess the next bigger fish would be one of these mile one or penske that would go and buy up we got Bayside. Yeah. Which, yep. I mean, Bayside's all over this place. Yeah. And I had never heard of them until they bought one of the, the Sheehy Nissan dealerships. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, they own the Jeep dealership that used to be Adam's Jeep. Okay. So, the one on uh, West Street. Yeah. Um, so, that, that used to be an Adam's dealership. Now, I don't know if they bought all of Adam's dealerships, but that Bayside group is a large group. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheehy. Yeah, you're right. Sheehy, large group yeah, in, in our area. Yeah. And then there's like, um, but then other, so like if you look at, like there's like Nissan of Bowie, Honda of Bowie, Toyota. Like I, I was trying to figure out who are all them. This, I think that's mile one. Okay. I think I'm not sure. Yeah. Because BMW of Annapolis mm-hmm. is mile one. Okay. And then there's Honda of Annapolis. Yes. That. So I think all like Mercedes Benz of Catonsville. Mm-hmm. I think they're or Mercedes Benz of Annapolis. I think yeah. they're all part of that mile one group. I'm okay. not sure. It's either mile one or car one. Okay. And I don't remember which is which. Yeah. But like Subaru of Annapolis, Hyundai of Annapolis, I think they're all owned by that one group. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not positive though. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, that might just be a really odd coincidence that they're yeah. all named like that. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a neat business. I, I have some buddies that were a guy I work with who was really, like that's what he did before he, you know, before he changed careers. But um, yeah, it's kind of cutthroat, and it's and then the way the the manufacturers treat the dealers, you know, you can you can can piss off somebody and they'll send you like just you know they'll they'll send you the terrible colors, right. the option packages that nobody wants, um, you know, and then to get to the upper tiers like so Ford. Back when they still had SVT, there were certain Ford dealerships that were SVT dealerships. Yep. So you couldn't buy an SVT Mustang or Lightning or uh, one of my favorite cars ever, the SVT Contour, mm-hmm. um, at a dealership that was not a an SVT dealership. And then they'll give certain cars out to like, uh, like when the Super came out. So like they'll say, okay, um, you know, uh, the whatever the. I bought a car for it. I don't remember what it is. The Toyota dealership in Annapolis. You'll get one Supra to sell. Right. You know, and, but just to get one of them was crazy. Like, you know. Yeah. It's like the Broncos. Yeah. With Ford and the Broncos or the Lightning. Mm-hmm. I remember it was, it was about two years ago. 
Ford basically said, if you price gouge customers right now, we won't send you any Lightnings. Yeah. And the Lightning was like the truck everyone wanted. Yeah. And still, right now. Um, now, whether they followed through or not, I don't know. Um, it, it it's, it's interesting, though, because... Is it? Are we on the heels of a recession in which everything is going to go down, and then cars just kind of go down with it? Because mm-hmm. I think the the main car manufacturers were looking to revamp their entire business model. Like I think a lot of them want to go direct, like Tesla's doing, right? And Ford set up that other, that separate company to do that with their electric models. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it. I mean, they've set up the company, yeah. If they want to go that way, but they haven't done it yet. Um. But it, what a lot of them are doing is saying, look, we're not going to ship as many vehicles. We're going to let you, you're basically going to be the delivery unit now. Mm-hmm. Have people come in, they can order online, or you can help them put together the order. Yeah. But the days of having a lot full of cars is, is over. At least that's the way they wanted it to go. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I think as much <laughs> as, I mean, really, it, it makes a lot of sense because if you think of, um, what do they call that? Uh, not on-demand inventory, but just like, in time. Yeah, just in time inventory. Like yeah. you have this huge lot that just has cars parked on it. It's kind of a waste of space. They have to pay. Now, granted, Ford Motor Company is not paying tax on Sheehy Ford's lot, but Sheehy is. Um, so rather than, but I mean, I think it would be neat to see. I think as as people get as the as the as the population gets more tech savvy as like Gen X and millennials and stuff start to move up and the boomers start to move out and are no longer buying cars. Um, I think you're going to see more people going uh, that route. I was, I was uh, with a buddy of mine and we had, we were out, uh, we were out goofing around on a day off and he, uh, his wife was buying a car. Like he and his wife were buying, it was a Volkswagen uh, Passat diesel. Mm-hmm. they were buying so he drove down there we had to stop at the vw dealership in waldorf and he ran in um essentially to swipe his credit card for the down payment because he bought the entire thing online yeah and then they're like okay when it gets here it'll be here in three weeks we'll call you and i was like man that's the way to do it like no there's all, all that haggling and stuff and like this guy going back to talk to this guy and right, right. Th- and this guy buys a lot of cars he he spends money on cars um Funny story, he went to buy a, they were going to buy a, uh, uh, they wanted to get, he likes to tow like campers and toys and stuff. So he was, he had a Ford F-350. He was looking at a 350 or a Ram 2500. So his wife, she's really sharp um, and knows, she's not like into cars like he is, but she, she knows enough about it. So. Uh, the salesman called and said, you know, hey, is uh, is your husband there? And she said, no, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm involved in this. He goes, well, no, I think this is probably something that your husband would want to talk about. Uh, you know. Way to lose a sale. <laughs> yeah. So um, he emailed her back and was like, hey, I haven't heard from you about this truck. And all she did was send him a picture of her standing in front of the Ram uh, 3500 dually. <laughs> so, but uh, he bought all his stuff online. Yeah. Like there was no... Um, you know, and the, the one dealer said, oh, you can't get the car at that price. Okay. So he went and, went and found it. So. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it both ways. I mean, like, so the the, the Kia Cadenza I bought, I bought it out in a, at a dealership in Fairfax. It's like an hour away from me. Um, And 
I, I, I saw it online. I sent the dealership an email saying, hey, yeah, I like the car. This is what I want to pay for it. Let me know if you can do it. Mm-hmm. And they came back and said, sure. When can you be here? Mm-hmm. And that was it. And, and I went out there. I said, look, I'll be there in, I'll be there in two hours. Let me get, uh, you know, let yeah. me get out there. And, and that was it. And I went out two hours later, signed. So basically, I just all, did it all through email. Yeah. Um, and that was a used car. Um, the new car with the Chevy was all done over the phone uh, or text message. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was like, hey, I like this one. It says you got it on, the lot, you're on your lot. You still have it? Yep, I got it. Okay. Uh, I basically said, any wiggle room on the price? Yeah. So this is what it says on the GM website. Can you get down to that price? And the guy was like, no, but I, I mean, I can get you within 500 bucks. Done. All right, I'll be down there. Mm-hmm. So I did that. That's the last two cars I've done. The other one, when I, like I bought my wife's car about five years ago, um, it was very much a touch and feel situation because I didn't know what I wanted. So I had to, I had to go, especially with used cars. Mm-hmm. I need to drive them. I need yeah. to go there. I need to drive them uh, because, especially with used cars, I could drive two of the same car and they'll drive completely differently. Yeah. Because they just weren't taken care of, something so, or, or it's just like something doesn't show up in the pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or used car, you get in, it smells bad, right? Because someone had a you know a wet dog in there, or yeah. was a smoker, or I mean, new you know. car, but even with new cars, though, it's kind of like that, and not not with the smells and all this stuff. But for example, if I gave you the choice of a brand new Rav Four or a brand new Equinox, which would you take? I'd probably go for the Toyota. Of course. I think 95% of America would say the same yeah. thing. If this price was equal, which one would you take? Mm-hmm. I, I almost guarantee 95% of the people are going to say the Toyota. Better brand, better uh, overall reliability, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So my mother's got a brand new Toyota RAV4. I went and drove it the other day. And, of course, I've got my Equinox. Now, mine's a 2021, hers a 2022, whatever. Same body. I mean, it, the 2022 Equinox is the same as 2021. So even if you drove the same, the 2022s of each, this is going to sound absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But when I sit in the Equinox, I close the door and I and I press the button for it to turn on. I don't hear the engine mm-hmm. in my Equinox. I go in my mother's car. I press the button to turn it on. I hear a lot of the engine. Mm-hmm. They're both four cylinders. Yeah. And you step up, it's it, like the, for me, the Toyota on the inside, like, and I know Chevy gets knocked for this about the plasticky interiors, but the, the Toyota had the same plastic well, interior. GM's, and, GM's done a lot with their interiors. I want to say since, since like 20, so let's go 09, 2010, like since that, when they had, like when they had the shutter Saturn right. and Pontiac and it's a real shame that that uh, that Pontiac got shut down when it did, because they they were starting to like the G8 was awesome. The G8 um, still, I mean, people yeah. still pay up for that thing. Yeah. The G8 GTP. Yep. People still pay. And, up And you know, I remember when I was a kid, like I guess the equivalent would have been the Pontiac Grand Prix GTP. Yep. But if you got which was, I mean, that it was no slouch. Now, granted, it had a four speed automatic transmission, front wheel drive, but 
it was a supercharged 3.8 liter V6. It had some power to it. That was the Bonneville. Yeah. Okay. Think, I think, or, or did, the, did the Grand Prix GTP have the, I, the, the Bonneville, the Bonneville SSEI. Yeah. That had, was, my dad had that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. He had the SSE. Mm-hmm. The SSEI had the turbocharger in it. I, th- I think. I, mean, I don't know if the Grand Prix has. Let's look up. The, let's see what the Google machine has to say. All right. But, uh. I'll, tr- I'll try and talk while you're doing it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like I was really surprised. Now don't get me wrong, the engine and the Toyota and the transmission will probably live forever, and my <laughs> my Chevy will probably be dead in two years. I mean, I've already, I've already said I had transmission issues, which you know they whatever they did when they reprogrammed it, even though they told me they weren't going to do anything, I know they did the reprogramming with, uh, and I haven't had the shift issue since, so maybe they maybe that reprogramming fixed it, but um, the I don't know I don't know the long term reliability. For the Equinox, all I know is that when I'm driving it, mm-hmm. it feels better put together than the Toyota. Okay. And I thought I never thought I would say that. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's high class interiors, but you're talking about Econo box uh, SUVs here. I mm-hmm. mean, you're you're talking about smallish, midsize SUVs. Oh yeah. That are built to the same spec as like a compact car. Yep. You know, like a Malibu or whatever, or the, the Corolla. Yeah. Um. No, they're not. They're not built for luxury and quietness and all this other thing. But if I sit in the Chevy, and I close the door and I step on the gas, I don't hear a clattering four cylinder. Mm-hmm. I don't hear a clattering four banger. Yeah, the the turbo doesn't sound like garbage. Mm-hmm. When I sit in my mother's car and I drive it, all I hear is engine noise. Yeah, and road noise. It's like there's no insulation in this yeah, thing whatsoever. And, that, and that's been a complaint with I think Toyota and Honda have both had that. Honda's always complaint. had that reputation. So. We have an answer. The GTP in '97, uh, they it was a supercharged 3.8 liter V6. Mm-hmm. So, I want, so I think the Bonneville was a V8. No, I could be wrong with that too. Gee, the Bonneville SSEI was, I'll, I'll was, find the, out. was the one that had the supercharger. Um, um, but there were two different kind of cars. The Bonneville was more of a uh, it was full size, full size. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the big like it was on the Impala platform and. Uh, the, or the Buick, uh, whatever the big Buick was at the time, they were all set on that platform. Um, and then I always thought the the, the four door Grand Prix. I wasn't a big fan of the two door Grand Prix, but the four door Grand Prix. Once they got rid of the uh, the wavy side cladding, oh, the polyps and barnacles. That yeah, once they got rid of that, <laughs> man, I thought that was a really nice looking car. Yeah, yeah, it was it sat low to the ground. Yeah, it didn't. Ha- it didn't have like that raised rear end. Mm-hmm. It just looked like a sleek car. But then you got inside, and it looked like absolute garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it had like the the three slide equalizer thing on the radio. Mm-hmm. It just looked like it was like a Fisher Price. Like the radio looked like it was made by Fisher Price. Yeah, like it. It was like a, a child would have it. Yes. So awful. Um, let's see. I'm looking up the tenth generation Bonneville here. I think my dad had. The, I think my dad had like a '98 Bonneville. Okay, so they put the 4.6 liter North Star in oh, that, did they? which that engine had some bad <laughs> problems. But it did. They fixed it in like the 2003, yeah. 2004 era, but yeah, um, 2000 or early 2000s, 99s. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, head, head bolts blasted galore. <laughs> yeah. So now this one, I'm trying to, and I'm in Wikipedia, so I don't feel like reading all this. That's fine. Um, but uh. I think like the '90s version had a super. One of the SSEI had a supercharged version of something. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, there, and there, there were no slouches. But the problem with those cars was that the interiors were just junk. Oh, yeah. And and even you know some of the the '90s GM stuff like when they came out with the Buick Riviera and the um, Oldsmobile Aurora. So the Riviera was a coupe, and My the Aurora had one of those. they they looked great. It was fantastic. That and the and a Lincoln. I was thinking a Lincoln too. Lincoln Mark Eight, mm-hmm. Mark whatever the two door Lincoln. Yeah, Mark, man. But that Riviera, I remember you had that thing. Man, it was it was just, it looked nice on the inside. Like, yeah. I, I remember sitting in it at night with all the dash lights on. Yeah. I was in awe. It was like it was like the first kind of luxury car I ever sat in, mm-hmm. and just to see all the the bells and whistles and doodads lit up. Oh yeah, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but the, and then but then you do all that, and then you look at the shifter, and it's you could have taken that shifter out <laughs> and put it in a Chevy Cavalier. Yes, yeah. And then if you looked at a Camaro, every every car. The GM car that had an automatic transmission had that stupid shifter. It looked like a knob with a button on top. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you mean to tell me that I'm I'm paying top dollar for a Riviera, which it, I mean that was you know you're you know at the time that's you know that was a you know that was like the competition with Lexus, right? GM's was gunning at Lexus some of their models with this thing, and it's got the shifter out of a Cavalier. Right. And then, the you know, you could just hear the plastic creaking <laughs> in the car. Um, the Pontiacs were the same way. And then they finally seemed to figure it out when they dropped the names in the Pontiacs and just were going like G8, G6. Yeah. And then they killed it. Well, that's because it, it wasn't. So that's, that's when Saturn was importing Opals. Mm-hmm. And Pontiacs were Holden's. Maybe yes, because the G the G eight was the Holden. I want to say Monero, but I'm probably not. No, no, the Monero was the Ford. The GTO, the GTO was the Holden Monero. That was just a basic car. So what's the big Holden? Just they just call it Holden. (laughs) I don't I don't remember the name. Um, But right now, so that Holden, I mean, they don't make them anymore. But the Chevy SS is what Mm -hmm. is what basically what the G eight was. Yeah. And they just rebadged it as they rebadged that once they redesigned it, they rebadged it the Caprice for police use mm-hmm. and the SS for civilian use. Yeah. Um, it's funny that that guy I was talking about, the, the YouTube channel, Chevy Dude, he's got uh, a Chevy SS on his lot now, mm-hmm. but they rebadged it for the, with the Holden badges. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. With, except for the steering wheel. It's like if you're going to do it, like I don't want the she- if you're gonna have holding on the back, holding on the front, but you're gonna have the Chevy steering wheel. Yeah, change the badge up, but you can't because that it's like inlaid yeah. in the bed. But whatever. And then GM got real weird with their cars, especially Pontiacs. Like the for Pontiacs, the interior, the interior, all the gauges and instrumentation lit up in orange, mm-hmm. and then the steering wheel looked like a keyboard. Yep. It had all kinds of bu- like, and then the heads up displays, just gimmicky <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, like you need a he- you need a heads up display display if you're, you know, if you're shooting a Cat Five ILS approach, you know, at, at minimums. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or if you're in a dogfight, do you really need to know what radio station you are? Um, that like that's was some of the information that went up on the heads up display. Yeah, I feel like GM, GM's. It, 
they've done a lot right, and then always have the one thing that shoots themselves in the foot. Yeah, and and it's for I, for like the, it was the interiors for a lot of those cars we were just talking about. But even like as soon as like the 0809s when the Lambda platform for those big car based SUVs like mm-hmm. the Saturn Outlook, the Buick Enclave, GMC Acadia, and the Chevy Traverse, they came out. People love them. Oh yeah, I had one. I loved it. Until the engine blew up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, God, you had it right. You still have, you're still selling these vehicles. Yeah. You're still selling them with those engines, though. The direct injected 3.6 liter. Mm-hmm. That can grenade themselves if you don't clean out the top side of the injection, <laughs> of the injectors. And they don't tell people this. Yeah. And, and the other thing, like, so they, they switch over to the, the 3.6 liter direct injection. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've been putting the 3.8 liter pushrod V6 in everything for decades. Most reliable, one of the most reliable yeah. engines ever. Smooth, quiet, but fuel oh, efficient. Yeah, but we have to change it now. <laughs> they go to this whatever, and you know, and the thing about like those big Lambda SUVs was that they were so you could get them in front wheel with front wheel drive only. Yeah, and that's or what they drive. Yeah. And that's when they stopped making the minivan. So if you wanted a minivan but didn't want to look like you had a minivan, you yeah. get the front front wheel drive version of that thing. Yep. And then now you had a minivan. It had three rows. It was big. The only it difference was usable third row. It didn't have sliders. That was the only difference. Yep. So, but when the Odyssey first came out, it didn't have sliders either. Right. It had regular doors. So, we, like when we had our Buick, we had a 2010 Buick Enclave. We, we it was fun when we bought it. The eye was missing from the Buick. So it's so, Buck. Buck. So we called it Buck Enclave. <laughs> like this is like a porn name for a car. <laughs> but so we 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 had Buck for five years. I'm sorry, it was four years and ten months, and then the engine blew up. Two months before it was paid off. <laughs> of course, <laughs> like, damn you, Buck. <laughs> but it was incredibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like that was a miles eater. The, the back seats were comfortable for the girls. They couldn't kick our front seats because there was enough leg room. Yeah. That middle row slid back and forth. So if we ever need to put people in the back row, we slid the middle row forward, put people in the back row. A grown adult could sit back yeah. there. Um, super quiet, super comfortable. Um, good engine power. I mean, we got 19 miles to the gallon average. Mm-hmm. But that's with a lot more city than highway driving. Yeah. Um. Even though the engine blew on it, I would still consider getting one. Mm-hmm. The problem is I don't know if I consider getting a used one over five years old. Reason being is because I know that engine needs the intake take the the the, the intake manifold taken off, mm-hmm. so that the backside of the port the, of the uh, port injection system can be blasted or cleaned. Mm-hmm. And I I would I wouldn't know if anyone's done it. Yeah. Um, and if you ask the guy that was something, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> or you won't even know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> right? But those those vehicles, and this is why they sell a ton of them, is because they're super comfortable. Yeah, they're and they're quiet. Like that. That's one thing I've noticed with a lot of GM vehicles now. Whether it's the Impala, the the Equinox, or whatever it is, um, up and down the the GM lineup, those cars are now quiet on the inside yeah um they got that part dead to rights Mm -hmm. um whether their parts or longevity are going to be good i don't know i can't tell you but ride comfort 
and quietness on the inside, if that's what you're looking for, which a lot of people are, they want it to start, they want it to be quiet, and they just want to change the wheel. Yeah. If those are the three things you want, I mean, GM's selling stuff at discounts. Yeah. <laughs> for the mo- I mean, unless it's a truck. I mean, everyone buys trucks. Trucks is their biggest thing. No one's selling trucks at a discount right now. No. But if you want an Equinox or a Malibu, I don't even know if they make the Malibu anymore. No, I, think they, I don't think they make any cars anymore. Do they, are they all gone now? Yeah. Just like Ford stopped making cars entirely too. Yeah. Except for the Mustang. That Impala, I remember the Impala, the, the latest one. Not really an Impala. It, it's a front-wheel drive, large sedan. It's basically a Buick Cross. Yeah. It was super quiet, though, when I drove, when I test drove one. Um, I wasn't mad at it. Even, even the no, old Buick fr- Crosses, I like a, those, too. A, a friend of mine has one, and it's a he got it at a steal. Um, it's, a, it's an Impala LTZ Premier. Yeah. And he bought it before all the craziness happened when no one wanted cars. And gas was two two fifty a gallon, and he just wanted to run back and forth to the train station. And he that thing, I mean, it's it rides, it's luxurious. It's got every bell and whistle you can imagine. And yeah. I think he drove it off. It was like two years old. He drove it off the lot for like twenty grand. Yeah. So I mean, it was if he paid that, right? Like because nobody wants them, right? And it's like, damn, this thing's a steal. Like I'd get this over if I didn't care about cars. Yeah. And didn't care about badges and names and stuff, which I'm not a status guy anyway. Like you could go spend forty grand for the equivalent Lexus or get this thing, and it's going to do this exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, as I'm getting like as I get older, my needs and wants in a car change, right? Like now, whereas before I wanted something a little sporty, and I still kind of do, but my main thing is when I'm going down the road, I want it to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want it to eat bumps. Yeah, like I don't want to feel the bumps anymore, and I don't even want to hear them. Like, mm-hmm. I want it dead quiet in that car. <clears throat> uh, want a good sound system? I want a screen that I can plug my phone into mm-hmm. so that my Android Auto pops up on the screen. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And if a car can deliver those three things, I'm going to find the car that d- delivers what I want at the lowest price possible. If it's not a Lexus, I don't care. Yeah. And this is, I mean, like, at this point in my, in my life, who am I trying to impress? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, my cars aren't going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't think my, I don't think my, what, my the Ford Edge, shoot, man, seven, eight, nine, that's like a, almost a 10-year-old car. As long as I put tires and brakes on the thing and change the oil, yeah, it's been running just fine. I mean, shoot, over five years, we only put to 2500 bucks into it, mm-hmm. replacing some parts here and there. Yeah. And that's including a set of well, tires it's, and brakes. It's, it's funny because I was I was just thinking the same thing. So we have a Sienna, mm-hmm. which is the nicest car I've ever owned. I've, I've ridden in it. I like it. I I, lo- I mean, it, you want to kill miles? There there you go. Yeah. Um, you want to kill miles with a bunch of kids? There you go. And their stuff, you're good. Right. You know, um, it'll scoot too if you want it to, hmm. but. I was, I took I took my oldest to baseball practice, and the coach of his team has a Kia Carnival. Oh yeah, Ooh. but his is like specked out. Those things are crazy inside. And I'm looking at this thing, and I was like, "Dude, that thing's awesome." It's a limo. Yeah, and he, so we start talking. I was like, how, "How pathetic are we? We're here like comparing the virtues of the minivans." Yeah. And the thing is, neither one of our wives 
when we first went into minivan territory wanted anything to do with it. Right. And just about everyone I know who went into minivan territory, it was the the dad who said, just get a minivan. Mm-hmm. Not And the, the, the wife was the one that was resistant to it. And, um, you know, I, I'm like, I'll take the, I'll drive the van. And my wife is going back to work, so she'll drive the car because she has a long, and I, I don't have much of a commute, so the minivan is going to become my car. And I'm like completely cool with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, and I'm like, man, when I was, if, if 23 year old me heard this conversation, <laughs> he would slap the crap out of 43 year old me. Because, right. like, dude, what, how can you pick up girls in that car? <laughs> The reason you have this car is because you picked up a girl. Right. <laughs> and you've also picked up three kids. Yeah. So, but like... You, you picked up three stragglers. But then we're talking about minivans, and they're like, oh, you know... I said, I used to think that the, the king of the minivans was the Odyssey. Yep. But now I'm looking at this Kia. I'm like, I think the Kia is now the... The Kia is like the, the you know, the the uh, the Gulf Stream of, of minivans. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's fun. I've seen a couple of reviews on it. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy what they're putting inside these things. Yeah, like I almost don't want to drive it. Like I want my kid to be old enough to drive me around in it. Yeah, because that middle row, I mean, <laughs> on that carnival, if it's the one I think it is, it reclines and a footrest pops out. Yeah, and then he's got TV <laughs> screens on the back seats. Yeah, and each kid can play their own games on the TV screens. I can play my own games when yeah. my child drives, and I'm yeah. dr- so then I drive the Sienna, which we have the movies thing that pops down from the top, and right. there's the captain's chairs back there, and I'm jealous because the kids, Lindsay, my wife will go back there <laughs> and sit in the back with the kids while I'm driving to God knows where we're going, right? And she's back there watching movies with the kids. I'm like, this isn't fair, right? I'm stuck up here. I, I can't. You know, I have to listen to you guys watching a movie, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is awesome. But nope, I have to drive. So, yeah, no, I I share it. Like, no, kid, you drive. I'm sitting back here. So you want to know why I'm not looking in a minivan? Because of how well they hold their value. Yeah, they're expensive on yeah. the used market. Like I was surprised. Like I, I can I I can almost get a three row SUV for less than the minivan. Yeah. And what sucks? I was like, I was, I was ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go buy the minivan. Yeah. Minivan. I'll drive it. I don't care. But then I saw the prices on them. Mm-hmm. One, nobody gets rid of them. Yeah. So, in, in my area, I think I looked in a, a 25 mile radius. Now, don't get me wrong. I want leather in it. I want some nice. I want some niceties in it. Yeah. Whatever. You're I not a pioneer. No, no. <laughs> Please. What, what is this? The 1920s? <laughs> Come on now. No. I, I think there were maybe fifteen total. Mm-hmm. It with I mean, it, and most of them had like one hundred seventy-five thousand miles on them. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, uh, and yeah. they were nice on the inside, but it's like okay, you're you're looking at one hundred seventy-five thousand miles yeah. on this thing. It's like, eesh. yeah. So I've got we bought ours five years ago, and I was just looking around to see what did I get for this thing. So the sticker on it was forty-three thousand dollars. I mean, for, if I ever thought someone would spend forty three grand on a minivan, and the thing is, there's a trim package above the one that we got. So we have the XLE Premium. Mm-hmm. There's a Limited, yeah, which goes above that. And I'm <laughs> like, and those were like fifty. I'm like, who? Or I think because a minivan can't cost more than fifty, so it's like forty nine five. Right. 
And I'm like, who's going to spend forty nine five on a minivan? And then I saw the limited. I was like, I would. <laughs> like, so, like that kid. I mean, I, I like that thing is worth probably every bit of that fifty grand. Yeah. Now, can you get one? No, right? Because they're sold out. Yeah, it's like the Telluride sold out. Yeah, unless you want to pay fifteen grand over sticker. Right. Um, if I pay a fifteen grand over sticker, it's going to be for like a Supra. Well, I mean, I'm the, not it, doing that for a van. That Telluride was. I mean. Fifteen grand over sticker puts you at close to sixty grand. Yeah. If I'm paying sixty grand, I might have to go look at the Lexus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, I may, for that I may want the badge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're getting the same vehicle. Right. You know, if if you're getting an RX versus a Kia Telluride. Yeah. For sixty something grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's a cross shop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, going back, but. It, so the used car market, and this is where we started. We started we're talking about the prices of the used car market. I do think in about a month, you'll start to see some prices come down. Now you're going to see the stragglers, though. Mm-hmm. Some some of the the cars that the dealers are trying to at least try to make back their money on stuff they bought a month or two ago, but prices were still higher even three months ago. Yeah. Um, because another thing that's hurting them right now are the interest rates. Yeah. Um. The days of 0.9% financing, 0% financing, one and a half, I think that's gone. Yeah. I think now prime rates are like four, four and a half, five, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. I mean, that that's what it was back in, I want to say close to 2012, like 10 back then. I mean, back when, before the interest rates just took a nosedive. Um, because I think on the on the Ford Edge we initially paid like six percent. Mm-hmm. Um, now we refinanced it since then. Yeah. Um, but now I, I think prime rate for cars is like four and a half, five. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking about three, four, five percentage points more than what people were paying before. You now that monthly payment goes up. Plus, if you, I mean, with all these people losing their cars. Their credit's going to go... I mean, the credit scores are going to go down. Yep. Right. I, I just don't know if they're going to have enough people that have the credit to buy a car. Although, they'll finance anybody. But, I mean, if you're if prime is 5, I mean, subprime is probably close to 12, 15% on a car. And there are some places out there that finance at 20%, which, I, why you buy a car at 20% That's unless you... <laughs> So you're, you're never going to pay that car off. You buy it from the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you don't man, make your payment, they come break your legs. Man, like, if you if you ever want if we ever want to do an episode on like the payday loan people, man, that's that's messed up stuff. It's literally you're taking out a loan that they know you're never going to pay back. Yeah. It's crazy to me, but and, and basically all they do is they give you the loan. Mm-hmm. You pay for like six to eight months. Then you can't pay. They take the car back. They resell it. Like those buy now, pay here people. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's buy what here, they do. Pay here, yep. That's what they do. Yeah. And they know you're never going to be able to pay that car off. Yep. So they get a continuing roll of inventory. Yeah, they, they repo it for you, and they just sell it back again. That's what they're doing. To somebody else. It's um, it's a horrible way to do business. Yeah. I. So when I was in college, I worked at a hospital. And a couple guys I worked with bought some of those cars and one dude actually like you know he fell in some rough times credit took a hit yeah you know divorce blah 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 so the only way he could get a reliable vehicle was to do that yeah. and he did it and 
But he wasn't a dummy. Like, you know, he paid extra into right. it and actually paid the thing off. Um, but they have some stipulations. Some of those things, like, you can't, like, take it out. Of, like, you can't move out of state with it. And it's just, it's it's kind of weird. Like, the one guy was, you know, was telling me. Now, the other dude, he'd always buy one right around tax time. And then right around Christmas, it would get repoed. Right, right. And then he'd go and buy another one. And it was just this constant revolving yeah. door of bad decisions that he just was never able to break out of. Yeah. But, you know, he'd pull up. And, like, some of the cars were nice looking. But then you look at the odometer and be like, oh. 215,000 Yeah, this, yeah. this you know, uh, five-year-old three series has got, you know, 200,000 miles on the clock. So you, congratulations, you own an out-of-warranty BMW that yeah. you're making payments on. Um, you know, and then it'll be like pay by the week, you know. So if you didn't pay it by like on time that week, they'd come and snatch it from you. So, so let, let me ask you this. So the, one of the reasons why the car price might come down is because of repos, right? Now, obviously, when people buy these cars... I mean, I guess on the Carfax it could say repossession on it, but if it let's say it, people let's say people don't know they're buying a repo. If it's like a two three year old car, yeah, not not too shabby on the miles. Would you take a chance on buying a repo? I mean, it's no different than a lease return. So my concern is this: the person repoing the car probably isn't gentle with it right they're probably trying to get in get out mm-hmm. what kind of damage could a tow truck driver do to the thing like would it, would it be like would it be engine or transmission uh like just crushing or do you think I, it's just like cosmetics i think it's probably cosmetic i think well i mean i don't think you know so say the say the car's nosed in it's front wheel drive and the parking brakes on and it's uh the vehicle's in the park yeah so he's gonna have to get in and i you ever watch those repo shows where they yeah, yeah, repo yeah. cars yeah so they come in with like the uh not the rollback but like just this regular crane but they can get in quick i mean these dudes are good right so they get in they just lift up the back they drag it out um they'll stop and then they'll put it on a proper toe so it's not like they're dragging it from there you know from one spot to the other right and you'll see the wheels like skipping because it's in you know it's in it's not doing what it should be doing yeah um i don't know if that's enough to say oh it's gonna die right i think the poor maintenance of the previous owner is probably going to make it die anyway yeah but let's say it's three years old no two three years old only thirty thousand miles on it let's say they didn't even change the oil yeah I don't think that's a long enough time without maintenance to have any major issues. Right. Especially your first oil change. The, 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 even if the dealership isn't doing it, let's say you negotiate it in the price. Say, mm-hmm. hey, look, I want a synthetic oil change before it leaves here. Yeah. So now you're running it with synthetic oil. It's getting nice and lubricated. I, I really don't think there's too much damage that could be done no, at 30,000 miles the, the, on a transmission service, or an engine. And the service interval, intervals for these new cars now is, you know, it's, it's not... Three months, three thousand miles. No, but I mean, even with mine, like with mine being a twenty twenty one, 
I think it's every seven thousand miles. Yeah. You're supposed to change the engine. So oil. if it has thirty, if it has thirty thousand miles on it, I say they change the oil once. Right. It's only two changes behind. Yeah, and most dealerships are offering the oil changes with the car anyway. Yeah. So you just got to take it in. So it doesn't yeah. even cost the. But it, I'm, it, like I said, though, even, let's say no one, no oil change, no oil filter change, no, no air filter change, nothing, nothing for thirty thousand miles. All they did was put gas in it and go. Mm-hmm. Drove it like they stole it. I just don't think there's enough damage that could have been done. Yeah. Where I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, because and you know, and then who knows the the situation that the the person was in prior. You know, um, and and I, I think I'd also look at the kind of car it was as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I've always, you know, people want to go and if they want to buy that M3. And, like, dude, I would not buy an M3 from, if it was, like, a two-owner car, a three-owner no. car. Because no, that, third, that third owner is probably some 18-year-old kid from Severna Park. Mommy and Daddy bought that thing for him. Right. And he just beat the, he just, you know got it in in that car for the last year and a half is only getting rid of it because it's about to die right you know the, the clutch is like slipping oh yeah and, and he, he can't get it in for second gear grinds yeah that's why he's getting but i'm talking like a three-year-old minivan a yeah. th- let's say a three-year-old honda odyssey a three-year-old yeah. sienna i wouldn't be any more leery of that than i would be a rental car which is where a lot of these cars are coming from anyway from rental fleets yeah although i think most of those are gone because I think in the beginning, I think in like 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. I think like a lot, I think Hertz and Enterprise sold off a ton of their cars. Yeah. So the, what they what they have now is all new. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know if you're going to see a lot of those rental cars out there anymore. Or right now, I mean, no, we're on the next three, four years, sure. Yeah. But I don't, right now, I think they're holding on to what they have because they can't replace it either. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I... Would I be cautious? Maybe if I saw like, because you're, you're going to see a lot of different cars now starting to come back on the market and the used market. Yeah. The new one's a little bit more hazy. The new market's going to be a little more hazy as far as how they come back, because a lot of manufacturers are apparently holding on to the cars. They, they're not shipping them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, because they don't have the chips, they're building them and they're going to put the chips in later." Well, no, they put a lot of chips already in. Yeah. Like they're already increasing production, meaning. Yeah, you know, they might, they might be not putting chips in for like heated seats and stuff. Yeah, but they have chips in there to for the, for the car to run. Yeah, and do everything else. So, it, I think there's a larger game being played with the new cars, whereas the used car, new, the used cars, if someone's going to have to let the floodgates go eventually because mm-hmm. banks don't want to just be sitting on these things. Yeah, um, and especially as new car prices as as Dealerships start selling back at MSRP and not over. People are going to trade in those used cars. Oh right, and so I don't know. I, I, I yeah, think so they'll, they'll I get think that two to three months from that. Two months from now, I think you're going to see prices on used cars start to normalize. I'm not going to say they're going to go back to where they were, right? But I think you'll start to see those the, the that five to eight thousand dollar range come back into play. Whereas right now, it's either it's a three thousand dollar car or a nine thousand dollar car. Yeah. I don't think there's too much in the middle. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, that three thousand dollar car is a beater. Yeah, <laughs> rough shape. But I, I, I mean, and that's the thing. I, I remember when, when like when I bought my first car back in nineteen ninety nine. I paid two thousand dollars for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was it, it it was fine. I drove that car for 
three, four years. You know, never really gave me any problems. Had some electrical issues, but, you know, late 80s GM. I got my Taurus show for five grand. Yeah. So. The one I'd like to get away. (laughs) Should have kept it forever. Yeah. But, I mean, some, you know, these these new cars that are coming out, um, I don't know, I just, I don't get excited about them anymore. Yeah, this, I remember this this was one thing we wanted to talk about with the new cars coming out. Is there, is there anything out there you're like, oh, I can't wait for this? So I just, I, I, I looked up a list of them, you know, some of this stuff. One of the, the, the car websites or whatever. Which one is this? Um, Hotcars.com. <laughs> Sounds like a porn site. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but I also cross-referenced it to, to Car and Driver. Yeah. And, you know, so I've always respected Car and Driver for uh i mean i remember when i was a kid i used to my dad every christmas would get me a subscription to car and driver i used to love car and driver and motor trend those were my two magazines to go to until i'd say probably five six years ago because every comparison they put the mazda at the top of the list yeah like uh, best big suv best full-size suv Mazda CX-9. Mazda CX-9. <laughs> but in the review, well, you can't put anyone in the back row, in the third row, because it's too small. So, well, yeah. <laughs> so, why the, the purpose of buying a three-row SUV isn't so you can wing it into the corners. Right. It's, it's so you can fit three rows of people right, in it's, it. It's, yeah. It's not to heel-toe and apex turns. Yeah. It's to put a <laughs> bunch of, you know, kids or... I need to move bodies. Yeah. <laughs> or, hey, um, you know, the... You and the neighborhood idiots are going out to the bar. Let's cram a bunch of people in here. Right. We want to. You only want one driver for the guy who's not going to for the one guy who's not going to drink, and everyone else wants to booze. Yeah. yeah. We all want to be able to fit in one car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, you've got three years. Eh, but the third one really isn't usable. Right. But hey, w- watch me heel toe and apex this this turn. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Mo, Mike, you got the third row. You're like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I remember when we used to when I when like when I was at, I guess in high school and. Someone was driving, you'd be like, you know, run down to the car, like, someone would say shotgun, and then the next thing you want to call is no bitch. Right, you know what that means. So you're running out like, shotgun, no bitch. Right. So, you know, then the last two guys got a fight over, you know, and I had a buddy that was really short, Mm -hmm. and he'd always be like, shotgun, no bitch. I'd be like, dude, you're like not even five feet tall. No, you're in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're, Sorry for your luck, but this is this is going to be your life. You you got bitch. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm looking at this list of cars that this website said was were were cool. Acura Integra is coming back. It has four doors. Um, now they did make a four door Integra. They did, but I mean, um, you want to know what it is? It's a TSX. Yeah, uh, this is saying it's the, it's the ILX is what it replaces. Sorry, that's that's what I meant. TSX yeah. ILX replaced the TSX, which replaced the RSX. Which replaced the Integra. Well, the RSX was a two door. Yeah. Which, but but four doors wise, it was the TSX, which was the Honda, which was the European Honda Accord. Yeah. But they brought it over as an Acura. Then they made the ILX, which just was which was just a Civic. Yeah. And so this Integra is supposed to replace that. It says like, based eh. on the Honda Civic Si. I'll yeah. just get to the Si. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not geeked out over a Civic no. Si. And if you're gonna be an Integra, like. Integra Type R that came in the, I think it was white, 
red and that weird yellow egg yolk looking color. <laughs> like, let's be legit with it, you know? Right. Um, a stupid SUV, the Kia Nero, not excited at all. God. Uh, Alfa Romeo Tonale. Guess what? Stupid SUV. Broken. It's already um, broken. It hasn't even left the factory. It's broken. <laughs> uh, the Ma- Maserati Gricale. A Maserati? S- yeah. Stupid okay. SUV. Broken and expensive. And I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, let's see. what The Mercedes-Benz EQE, which supposedly is going to be, re- it's like the E version of the S-Class, but it looks different. That's the, it's the electric one. Yeah. No thanks. So Jason Caminisa, uh, who's an Instagram guy, YouTube guy, who does cars, reviewed it and completely crapped on it. it was like this thing is it's it's not good at anything. So before, before we go on, Mercedes Mercedes used to be the luxury brand. Like an S class was the epitome of luxury. Oh look, Saddam Hussein drove one. Right, but every evil dictator had an S class. <laughs> right, it came with the package. Yeah, yeah. Like my one of my dream cars was an S five hundred from a, a two thousand and two thousand and six S five hundred. Beautiful car, or an S six hundred with the V twelve. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous cars could move quiet, but feel like the seats were comfortable. Like you, you. Were, you felt like when you sat in that car, it cost more to make. Yeah. If you sit in an E class or even a C class right now, it's no better. The materials are no better than your Ford Fusion. Yeah. It's no quieter than your Ford Fusion. Yeah. It's got no more technology than your Ford Fusion. So yep. why am I paying? The Mercedes Benz twenty grand or fifteen grand more for a C class than your Ford Fusion. With that three pointed star on the grill. But so for me, that Mercedes was their certain car. Wait, I feel like once they brought the 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 A class car over, that was it. Well, then they they had that stupid. What was the? It was a little hatchback looking thing. It was the CLK. Or CL something compressor. They had a C two thirty compressor. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was a little hatchback. It was a C two thirty, and they had a sedan and a hatch version of it. It's a baby Benz. Yes, and and those got panned. Yeah, and and the thing is, figure they would learn their lesson. Well, it's like when BMW made the uh, the three eighteen Ti, which was a little hatchback. It looked like a three series, but the engine was made by Peugeot. Yep. It was a. It was well, a. And for me, when BMW brought the two series and the one series over, sorry, you lost me. Or the yeah. X one. Yeah. You are a luxury car. Yeah. You don't make small compact cars. I don't care how badly you want to get someone into the brand. Mm-hmm. You cheapened your brand when you brought when Mercedes brought the A class and BMW did the one series. Yeah. That might go over in Europe. It doesn't go over well here. Right. And it's why Lexus hasn't brought anything over over smaller than the I series. Yep. You know it. it they tried with like the CT, which was the hatchback version, but that was still almost the same size as the I. It, I don't know. I, I'm just like well, Lexus does have that stupid Prius based whatever. That was the HS. Yeah, but they don't make it anymore. Yeah, they said nope. We're not. Gonna no, I did see brand. one with it, the HS with the F Sport badge on it. I'm like, this no, just doesn't make any no, sense. Not, that makes zero sense. Like you know. Uh, so then, oh here's here's one, the Ferrari. 
uh, Puro Sangue. You lost me a Ferrari. It's an, <laughs> and it's an SUV. Why the F does Ferrari need an SUV? They don't. Well, it's like the Lamborghini Urus. Yeah, stupid. The only one that I'm excited about, and I'll get to that. Well, there's two. Um... I think be a, they have the Chevrolet Corvette Z06, of course. But it's a hundred. The Corvette's not the Corvette it used to be. No, the Camaro is what the Corvette used to be. Yeah, the everyman sports car. Yeah, yeah. This thing is now it's mid-engine. It's it's over a hundred grand. But the, it's not. It's not. I'm not spending. The everyman can't buy that anymore. Yeah, I'm not spending a hundred hundred grand on a Chevy. No, I'm not doing it. Um, so then you have the BMW XM. <laughs> it, it's ugly. BMW is like. Like, I thought Chris Bangle, like, ruined BMW. And then whoever's doing it now is like, hold my beer. Like, <laughs> the, new just, front, the new oh. front end is god-awful. Because it used to have the subdued double kidney grill. But they're but they're all doing it. What's Lex- the corporate face Le- Le- Lexus with that new, with the grill they put in a couple years ago? Yeah, and then... Uh, like, the front end is all grill. Yeah, and then you've got when Acura had the Bugs Bunny buck tooth. The, uh, the beak. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... So there's the two cars I actually am kind of excited about. One is the Nissan Z because they're fi- they're going back to. And I always think the Z got a bad rap because when it first came out, they brought the the uh, the 350Z, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool. Like it, it had all those new Nissan lines and blah blah blah. Then they did the 370Z. Yep. So Nissan let that that car just they didn't do a redesign quickly enough the, they that's when they had their issues with renault and carlos Ghosn. when he was going to jail they they let the interiors stay in those cars way too long oh yeah you know they they, they had the orange lights on the inside mm-hmm. they, they needed to me i mean the z design the exterior design didn't really change that much and they could have gotten away with that if they had just modernized the interior, but they had that same three spoke steering wheel with, the, with that with big the cheap, yeah, the, looking aluminum, but it was just paint. It would scratch off. It, it was it was literally the GM move, right? Yeah. Nice looking car, super reliable. I mean, that three point five liter engine is super reliable. Yeah. They didn't put the CVT in it, so mm. it had a nice transmission in it. But when you got inside, it looked cheap as shit. Yeah. Um, but now the new the new Z, it it takes a lot back to the old. Dotson 280. Yeah. And it even goes back to the 300ZX. Yep. It has some cues from that, so that's cool. Nice looking car. The car that I think is the coolest out of all of them mm-hmm. is the Toyota GR Corolla. Like, it's a little hatch, hot hatch Corolla. Wait, um, so, wait, wait. So, they, they brought the... They called it the Corolla Cross. Is that... Is, no. is, that, is this them changing the name of it to something that doesn't sound stupid? No, this is a Corolla. It's not a cross. Okay. And that, that, I remember the commercial, it was a bunch of, you it's know, dumb Gen Z's or whatever <laughs> traveling because they have all kinds of money to travel with. Of course, like, who are without, these a, without a job. Yeah. 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 Unemployed. Oh, I'm a, you know, um, I'm an early Dogecoin investor. <laughs> um, so, but no, this is, so it, it, it's the Toyota Gazoo Racing, which is, I guess something stick stick with GR. Don't bring Gazoo. Yeah, come on now. But it's got a uh, a one point three. No, I'm out. (laughs) Three cylinder. Um, more. Weight. (laughs) Three hundred horsepower and two hundred seventy three pound feet. What the heck did they put in? What did you bolt onto that one point three liter? Steroids. 
<laughs> yeah, a super, supercharger and a turbocharger. Yeah, and the G. You want to know they bolted onto it a V eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the three cylinder is just the starter <laughs> right, for the yeah. real engine. We bolted an engine onto the engine. So, and the GR four uh, has all wheel drive. So, and I'm looking at this, but you know, I, I go through and the, the dumb SUVs don't do anything for me. Um, you want to know what gets me? You want to okay? The GMC Savannah. Hear me out. This company Explorer mm-hmm. takes like a GMC van and just pimps it out, like super comfortable middle, like captain's chairs, the bed, the jet. It's like a conver- it's a conversion van. Yeah, but inside it feels like a private jet. Yeah, like problem is though you have to drive it. Well, no, not not just that. I mean, I'm sure it's super comfortable to drive. Problem is, like a used one, it's like seventy grand. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it, it's not like the old conversion vans back in the day, mm-hmm. where you could pick one up for like six grand. Yeah, yeah. They had this the boob tube TV yeah. and that that goofy UHF antenna on it, the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, 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 the boomerang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love the boomerang. I always thought the boomerang kind of made it. Yeah, like that kind of made the. I remember the, my sister's friend's dad had one, <laughs> and we always thought it was the, like. If you know, because they were the our two families were real close, so like, yeah, you know, sometimes they take all the kids to the movies, and like, I would go with them, and they we drive and sit in this thing, like the back seat folded into a bed. We had one of the Ford, we had the Ford conversion van. Mm-hmm. It was also done by Explorer back in the day. Man, I I, I didn't know how good I had it in that thing. My dad would pack th- three, four kids on the baseball team mm-hmm. to go to a game. Literally, just pick them all up and stop by each house in the neighborhood, yeah. pick them up. We're going to the baseball game. Man, those things were awesome. Really, like the center console was made of like wood. Yeah, not like faux wood, but no, like it was wood. A wood piece like this table wood. Yeah, it had like the holes drilled in it for the cups. Yeah, and then um, just like bad eighties like plush. <laughs> Honestly, God, if I saw one and I knew like it was reliable, I'd probably buy one. I've I'd, seen, I'd, I'd make that my third. I've car. seen a lot of older dudes driving those things, mm-hmm. like dudes in like their fifties. You know, um, had those old, stupid, reliable engines, the, Ford, yeah. the old Ford van engines and yeah. the GM the engines, three van. speed transmission with overdrive. <laughs> you, you weren't going anywhere quick in those things, but you were getting, you were getting there in there. style yeah. <laughs> and you were getting there in comfort. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, when I look at some of the new stuff, like people get all amped up over EVs, they don't do anything for me. I'm not down with it. Like now there are certain parts of it. Like a lot of them, I mean, the acceleration is crazy. Um, I get that part. They, you know, but it, I'm not into tech. Like, the last time I went to the, I, I used to go to the car show every year in D.C. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the car show used to be the week between Christmas and New Year's. But they moved it because that time of year, it's too late to be for, so like, say it was this year. It's too late for 23, but too early for the 24 model year. Right. So they made it later in the year. But I'd, I'd go to it, and it was nothing, like, when I was a kid, my dad would take us, because he'd get, like, half-price tickets. It was something to do with the kids during Christmas break. And we'd go to it, and, you know, they would, they'd have the car that they'd, like, cut in half. And you could see, like, the mechanical stuff, and they'd brag about the engines and transmissions and power and all this. And now it's just, look at this tech. I'm like, you just, you you tech nerds have ruined cars. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than, even, like, the S Plaid, right? Other than like the insane acceleration, which apparently makes people nauseous, yeah, I get that. I get the novelty act that that is. 
Okay. In everyday life, other than, you know, a couple days of the year where you just punch it to get that feel, like that awesome yeah. acceleration. Day to day, though, it doesn't look, it, it looks somewhat well built, but it doesn't look like the interior materials are any better than a Mercedes. So there's, there's some complaints. And, and you're paying Mercedes prices for it. Yeah. No, there's some complaints because that, you know, you'll hear whistling. There'll be weird wear areas. Stuff will fall apart on the inside of them. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm spending a ton of money on this car. But you have to remember, they're a brand new manufacturer. And that's where if I had S Plaid money, I'm buying a Porsche Taycan. Right. Because Porsche makes cars. So, sure, it's all the Tesla was first, and that's great, and Elon Musk is super cool. But Porsche is an auto manufacturer. Tesla's a tech company masquerading as an auto manufacturer. Right. It's, so, a, battery, it's a battery company. Yeah. And and for me, like, there's still the range issues and stuff I don't like. And if I had an S Plaid, dude, I'd be my I would get a hundred miles out of it because I would just be punching the hell out of it everywhere. Um, yeah. So like, is it really? And then once that novelty wears off, and my wife is angry at me because I've given her whiplash a thousand times, like every traffic light, and, and that payment comes out each month. Yeah, you're you're not gonna be happy with that. Yeah, you know, especially when you could you could have gotten something really cool. For half, it's like oh, yeah. forty forty five grand. Yeah, you could you could have gotten the Kia Carnival mm-hmm. for forty five grand, maybe. Yeah, and you could have just been chilling in that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, just killing miles. Oh, what what are you doing, Mister Tesla? Oh, I've got to wait two hours for my battery to charge. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. I'll see you at the beach when I get there. You I'm, I'm going to take a nap in the seat that reclines <laughs> and play video up. games. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just you know they don't do anything for me. The hybrids don't do anything for me. Um, you know, and there's some cool new, like, uh, Rivian is coming out with an SUV. Um, I heard it's, I, the truck is getting panned by yeah. reviewers. And I'm sure the, the SUV, it, again, though, it, it's a new car. Yeah. It's an, it's a new car manufacturer. Yeah. Um, they, they might get the design right, but are they going to get everything else right? Right. And you have a certain expectation for a vehicle to do, you know, I don't, I don't know what a new new Rivian truck costs. It's not full-size truck size. It's a Ranger size, right? Yeah. Like yeah so mid-tier. Ranger, Tacoma, Colorado. So for the money you're spending out, I'm sure you could probably get a pretty tricked-out um, Tundra. Right. And I can tow a ton with it. I can, you know, it's got all, it's a Toyota. And I don't have to worry about range. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, well, no, they got charging stations. Okay. Range anxiety is a real thing. And it's not like with your car, you got your your, uh, your fuel gauge. Mm-hmm. And you know, if it says you got an eighth of a tank, you got an eighth of a tank. If your electric car says you got 32 miles, and all of a sudden, because you had to punch it to pass somebody, your car stops running yeah, and is now in limp mode yeah, because it needs to get you to the side of the road. That is a real thing. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. People have run out of gas before. I get it. But you want to know what? I can call AAA. They'll come in the gas tank. They'll fill me up, and I can get to a gas station. Yep. With the Tesla, they're going to have to tow you to the nearest charging station where you're going to have to wait another two hours. Yeah. Before you can go anywhere. Yep. And to me, like to me, it's not worth it. And this stuff never happens when the weather's nice in a nice area. Right. You're always in the rain in the hood always. when that goes down. And so for me, it's just not there yet. And because the other thing is, okay, now what if you get towed 
You get towed to a rest stop, and the charging stations are broken. Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, you're just thinking hypotheticals. Okay, but these hypotheticals have happened. Yeah. Because the only... And then you're hoping that you're at a supercharged station, which can get you full within 30 minutes or an hour, mm-hmm. versus one of these slow charging stations, which take two hours yeah. plus. Or what happens when it's a busy holiday weekend, mm-hmm. and every other, field, every, everyone else is charging their car. Yep. So now you have to wait for... All these other dudes to finish charging their cars. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm just not there. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I wish they would come up with, I wish they would have come up with more efficient internal combustion engines. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, they, they kind of did with, you know, beefing up the four cylinders a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there was probably more they could have done on that front than to go straight electric because and we've talked about this before it's not like the electric cars well after you produce them and what and once the battery dies what do you do the battery yeah like the recycling part of the whole thing like is it really that much better for the environment for what you've kind of given up as far as convenience goes with the internal combustion engine where we already have the infrastructure for them and don't get me wrong i'm not saying let's not improve but like, they've rolled these electric cars out, and they haven't rolled out the infrastructure to recharge them. And right. they and they and they did not absolutely come out with the the technology in the beginning to fast charge them. Mm-mm. I mean, it's not like your phone where you can plug it in with a USB C cable, you know, with the right type of cable, and all of a sudden you got a, a full charge in fifteen twenty minutes. I mean, that you could do that with some of the Tesla superchargers on a Tesla only. Yeah. And get to, I think it's what, 50% in 30 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that? Okay, but it's still only 30 minutes. Yeah. And then uh, what if you have another, so, so. Well, and, you still and have a long is, way to go, right? And, right. And the range estimations are based upon ideal conditions. Yeah. So now you're stop and go traffic. I'm sure stop and go is worse than just regular speed, uh, just because of, you know, uh, Newton. So, sure. you know, that. So now you're on the New Jersey Turnpike, stop and go traffic. It's hot. You have your AC running. Um, so you, now your 30 minute charge got you 150 miles, and only got you 98 miles. Right. And now you're stopping the next rest stop to charge up again. Um, you know, and that's the. I think they're great for probably around town. Sure. But I don't know of anyone who their sole vehicle, any family where their sole vehicle is an EV. They've yeah. always got this standard. Uh, car, you know, regular internal combustion engine powered vehicle there too. Yeah, and the, I mean the other thing is, what gains are you really getting over, let's say, some of these hybrids that are out there? Yeah, like a Camry hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty-five miles per per gallon. Yeah, in the city. Yeah, is it is it really? Are you saving that much of the planet by not buying the hybrid? Right. You know, what I mean? but I don't know. But you're right. I mean, the new cars that are coming out, and, and this is another good reason to wait a month or two to see if these used car prices come down. Because, I mean, at least in your or my case, the used cars are just, I'm more excited about getting a, a nice used car that I've always wanted versus oh, yeah. something new that I'm just not, there. I don't think a new car now, I don't think there's um, there's there's nothing in it that I'm like, oh. You couldn't have gotten this five, ten years ago. Oh, yeah. 
I'll tell you, like the the vehicle I want, mm-hmm. it's in this neighborhood. It's your neighbor's blue F three fifty diesel oh, that yeah. hasn't moved. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, I want that truck. <laughs> so, Should put a note on his windshield. I think it's a, uh, and those are it's a seven three, but that's um, IDI. Yeah, you can get rid of that. <laughs> you, you can put a ten. You, you, I bet you, if you throw out a crazy number, you'd probably still say no. The thing hasn't moved in six months. I don't. I, is that are you talking about the one at the top at the top of the road? Yeah, the the blue. Oh, it's yeah. like a ninety seven F three fifty. That dude's never getting rid of it. Yeah, standard cab. Yeah, the old boxy truck. I'm like that thing's awesome. He's never gonna get rid of it. Yeah, and if he was, because he's he's a car dealer. Yeah. So if he was gonna get rid of it, it'd be gone by now. Yeah. That's like his forever car. Yeah. Because I've I've seen. He brings home, I'd say he brings home a, a new car a month. Like, not a new car, but a different car a month. Oh, yeah. That truck has always been there. Yeah. And he uses it probably once every, every weekend. Yeah. Puts parks in the same spot every time. Just to tease me. That's right. Viral. <laughs> hopefully, if you're waiting for a used car price to come down, hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully you get a deal. Hopefully I get a deal. Um and something where I can finally fit a bunch of people in there. Um, but thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Please share. Uh, get yourself a VPN, drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Click on that uh, private internet access link. Get yourself a VPN. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.